We're we're already s s seven days into the m m month of October, but th th this is our first episode this month because the month began on a t Tuesday. And what better way to kick off this spooky month than the only scary movie that both Mike and I have seen because we're real scaredy cats. So, so scared. That's right. It's Cabin in the Woods. How Star Wars is it? Hello, welcome to How Star Wars Is It, uh, the podcast. Oh, I'm Josiah. I'm Mike. And this is a podcast where we talk about how Star Wars things are. Uh, We're talking about everything, you everything guys. Everything in the world. You might remember Green Day. You might remember... Or uh, Pumpkin Spice Lattes. Mm-hmm. Or a movie. September was our most... Um, experimental month. Experimental month, and now we're back to a theme month. Yes, we're back to our... our I feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, I feel scared. It's time for the creeps and the crawls. <laughs> yeah. I do feel scared because it is scary things, but I do feel comfortable because yeah. it is a theme month, <laughs> and that is sort of, uh, sort of our core competency here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're doing scary things this month. Uh, we're reviewing. Uh, we've taken some of our experimental things. We're coming back to some movies because mm-hmm. what's scarier than Hollywood? You know, yeah, <laughs> Holly, Holly, Holly weird, weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> super scary. Although I suppose I, we haven't really talked about this, I guess, but we could do some kind of like scary non like a Halloween yeah special. We could or even do the idea of Halloween. That's true. Or an oh, old shit. legend. Who knows? Oh, we could do an old legend. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this podcast is is it's going to live forever and we're going to keep doing episodes well into our 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So just because October only has four weeks yeah. doesn't mean we can't cover every scary movie. And I think, this is just one of the only ones we've both seen. Yeah, exactly. Mike and I, neither of us have a... I've a, seen a fair amount, I guess. But I, but you, like you said, you, you don't seek out scary movies. Yes, right. And I... I just kind of couldn't care less. I truly dislike them, which, oh. which a, a little peek behind the curtain, like... We recorded uh, uh, an episode to come just just now where we watched a different scary movie, and I I I might be discovering something about myself that maybe I don't get scared of scary movies anymore. Mm. But when I was a kid, I was terrified of everything because I, mm-hmm. I had terrible nightmares all the time, and I couldn't like sleep for like two years. <laughs> it was very bad. Although I did develop the ability to lucid dream and wake myself up from a dream if oh. I want to because of that. Can you still do that? Yeah. Damn. If I if I don't like a dream I'm having, I just decide to wake up. And oh, then I but wake up. Do, can you control it from within the dream? Yes. Can you be not, like, oh, I'm gonna fly? Not all the time, <laughs> uh-huh. but um, sometimes I can. And is it always it. flying? Sometimes, <laughs> well, most of the time, the times I have done things like that, it's been like, I want to be Spider Man. Yeah, hell <laughs> and yeah. I have Spider Man powers. That's cool. But that's something, yeah. So, uh, but I had terrifying nightmares, and I was so scared of everything to the point that, like, when my uh, kindergarten music teacher played the Monster Mash in class around Halloween, mm-hmm. I would 
sit down on the floor on my hands and knees and close my ears and eyes with my uh, fingers to keep from hearing the scary words Damn. in the song. I would sit down on the floor <laughs> on my hands and knees. Well, and it's like just the fact that they would say like, you know, Frankenstein. Right. I'm like, too much. Yeah. Too scary. Well, and first of all, it's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I, right. Exactly. Honestly, no, the scientist is what scares me. The monster yeah. is great. The scientist is so that scary. That guy is playing God. Yeah. He's, he's really delving into some things and not, not the Christian God. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I haven't watched a lot of scary movies. I think I've seen like there was one random scary movie that was like sort of kids scary movie that I saw when I was in elementary school, and then the only other ones I've seen are like I watched The Strangers. Oh, with my Liv uh, Tyler was in yeah, that? yeah. With, with my high school girlfriend because she liked scary movies and yeah. she wanted. She was like, I'm gonna make you watch your first one, and it was like the legit first one I saw. I didn't care for it. I didn't like it really as a movie. I've heard people recently talk about it because they they made like a sequel very recently. Oh really? And and I was like, why did they make a sequel to that? And I heard people say like, I loved the first one, but the group I went with in high school because I also saw that movie, and which is again kind of atypical for me. But a group of us went, and I was like, I'll see this movie. And there was, like, jump scares, but that's, yeah. like, the thing that they pull off. And then at the end of it, I was, like... Like, I remember the theater at large was kind of, like... Yeah. And, like, one of our friends was, like, boo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just... And then that scared me. I just had, I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> boo. I, I know that I don't enjoy, like... Um, I'm, I'm, I think I might need to watch more scary movies now because I... I know I don't like like torture pointy things mm-hmm. where it's a lot of like gore for the sake of gore. Like saw and hostile. Yeah, not into that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre don't like those kind of things. Right. Um, but even things like Halloween, maybe mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if it's just like a killer and it's not like the focus isn't necessarily the gore and the focus is more like the chase or the suspense. So I feel like I maybe need to watch more, but Cabin in the Woods was the second scary quote unquote movie that I ever watched. That's funny because it's a whole meta thing. Yes. And that's why I felt comfortable watching it because I had read, I don't think I had the twist spoiled for me, but I had read that there was another layer on it. Right. That was, that is what I had heard because I was like, oh, it's just another like Cabin in the Woods movie. And so I felt like I could watch it without being like, oh, well, I don't watch scary movies. And I, I feel like it was what I like that uh, instinct was like rewarded in a way because mm-hmm. it was an interesting movie. And I didn't feel like it was just a scary movie that I like was like, ah, I feel gross or weird about. Right. But all that to say, I don't know <clears throat> anything about scary movies, but I do love spooky stuff. And I'm hmm. obsessed with reading stories about them and listening to podcasts about yeah, them. Yeah, I wonder if you'd like some scary movies. Because I've only seen a handful. I saw the original Halloween long ago, right. um, and that was sort of like, like my dad was like, you got to watch this. And it was like the right age, I guess. But um, I haven't seen any of the others. That's not true. I've seen Halloween 3. And then I saw the most recent, because that's not a Michael Myers movie, and then I saw the most recent one with um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and mm-hmm. it is just... Um, gory and gross. Right. Um, he's still kind of a scary, menacing guy, but like, there's really upsetting, kind of gory stuff. Yeah, and I don't. I, I, don't, watch, I don't. I don't need watch, that. Yeah, I don't want to watch real people get like chopped up, and yeah. I don't want to see like human bodies. I'm okay even if they are getting chopped off, but chopped up. But that's not like the point of the. You know, like yeah. I don't need to watch. Like the viscera. <laughs> well, and there was like, I remember seeing like the trailer for Human Centipede and thinking mm-hmm. like, that is the exact type of thing that I fucking hate. Yeah, who's that for? I, right, who is that for? And like, that's the time, and like, that's the, that's like, like a dare movie. Right, it's like the, exti- <laughs> it's like the 
as far as you can go yes. in the direction of being like, this is like, what's so the worst gr- thing that could happen? Right, it's so <laughs> gross, and there's n- it's just for the sake of it being gross, yeah, and like that kind of shit. I do not enjoy, but yeah. like I've really wanted to watch It Follows for a while, and oh, like yeah. the Babadook and stuff because I've heard like good things, but I just haven't watched them. Yeah, like, well, I haven't they're seen scary. Those so I don't know. I need to I need to dip my tone into more scary movies. But before we get too deep into, yeah, what are we talking about? Our topic at the top of the show. I just want to talk about Wendy's for a second. Yeah. I literally have nothing to add. I'm okay. just here to listen to your Wendy's so bit. So I went to... I just want to put him on blast for a second. Because <laughs> I went to Wendy's the other day. Tried to get me and Charlie, my girlfriend, were getting uh-huh. some Wendy's. Microphone. Uh-huh. And uh, I was wanting to try one of those new made to crave uh, menu items. I had the jalapeno chicken sandwich the other day. Uh, okay. I think on one of the last times we recorded, I talked about it. Very good. I wanted to try the uh, jalapeno bacon burger this time. Mm. You know what they gave me? Just the regular. Chicken nuggets. No, the single, just the regular burger. The single, just a single burger. No jalapeno, no bacon. And I looked at the receipt and it even said the uh, jalapeno bacon one. And I just got a regular single Wendy's burger. And it was yummy. I enjoy it. Mm. I don't like them as much as the chicken sandwiches. But I just felt betrayed. Yeah. After all, made the, to crave more like made to rave, at but like the in manager. a bad way, yeah. like rant and rave. But like you know, we give them all this lip service <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> and they have the gall to mess up my order. Yeah. Who don't they know who you are? You know what? And also, <laughs> d- d- also the other thing, their uh, mm-hmm. uh, critical role, it, the very popular D and D show, <laughs> is uh, Wendy's is spo- is partnering with them to do a sponsored one shot. With some of the cast and some special guests. And I'm like, when have they talked about Wendy's? Are they famous and stuff, though? Like, do they have listeners? <laughs> Critical Role? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. They have maybe one or two more than we have. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, you're probably right. But also, they haven't put in the love and the support. That's true. I don't know. I just maybe wanted... Wendy's is, thinks we're too desperate. Like, because no, Wendy's right. is cool. Remember, they they like That's Wendy's they likes like comic comics, books, and... which I cannot. Okay, so this is this is my little <laughs> theory behind the curtain about the critical role Wendy's thing. Is I I guarantee, guarantee <laughs> that the cool Wendy's Twitter person who runs it, who uh, reads comic books, is is also the person that was like they probably also like Critical Role and they like pass some things up the ladder right. where they were like we should do a sponsored thing with them and like whoever the whoever their boss is is like what the hell are you talking yeah, about like, first okay. off what is D&D what's Critical Role what's yeah. a live stream what's a podcast what's a podcast and <laughs> is that like cereal and they're like in uh, the Conan thing yeah <laughs> and that new office one yeah but they're, but they're like no 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 just I promise you it's huge it's gonna be great let me do it and then now they are and it's gonna be really successful I bet that's the same fucking person yeah like it's gotta be them you know what's funny that, that you are now making me realize um is there's definitely like a person where the buck stops as far as the Twitter goes. Like there's like yeah. social media person or whatever, but there's probably a whole team. And then there's oh. probably the person who's like, that goes out because like just having worked with uh, bigger companies, like we worked with like an energy company on the West coast for a project a few years ago. And that was my like entree into like conference calls with mm. multiple trades on the same call. Like, mm. like the builder and the architect and the, internal branding people but then the internal like facilities people and then our team like and just hearing all the different voices and all that they were bringing to the table like i remember like being you know 23 or whatever and coming home from work that day being like how does anything ever get done anywhere and ever (laughs) right like who and uh, who makes the 
yeah, the buck has to stop somewhere. Right. And I can't imagine the weird behind the scenes stuff that happened to get to make that happen. Yeah. Which, to make Wendy's Twitter so cool. But maybe we should just maybe we should just I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Maybe we should just tweet at Wendy's Twitter and see if their Twitter person wants to be on our podcast. Because apparently you can just ask people to be on your podcast. Yeah, and maybe they'll say yes. Maybe they'll say yes and we'll have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. The other thing I'll say real quick, which I think is weird, is So that, that was your Wendy's, that was like, my Wendy's thing corner. to say though. Okay. Yeah. But the other thing I'll say real quick, which is related to fast food. Is that the Arby's Twitter uh, really likes the Adventure Zone, which is another D and D show? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's Maybe. going on here with the fast food? Just Twitters? keep an eye on Burger King because they might <laughs> adapt like not another D and D podcast. Yeah, they're or like, one of they're like this one is ours. And I, I mean, I, it, I, it, probably it's just these twenty somethings, early thirty <laughs> people who like right. media. But right. I'm like, what? This is too much for me yeah, to so have these, these fast food brands being like, we love D&D. I'm like, get out of here. You're a company. <laughs> You're a company. You can't love things. All right. Um, so I had a couple of things I wanted to say before we got started as well. Um, one is very you specific. I'll start Great. with that. Okay. Um, I saw an article recently and a number of friends of mine shared it saying like, yes, this, me or whatever. Like, yes. Um, like yes, queen. Um, like I can't even. Right. Um, and it was about the new iPhone that has the three cameras uh-huh. all right next to one another. Yeah. And that it's like setting off people's, is it tripophobia? The thing yeah. about like little circles, yeah. <laughs> like coral. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find the new iPhone, and I quote, bad to look at? <laughs> No, and uh, I do not. I think it looks cute. I think it looks like the... It little, looks like BB-8. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little alien robot thing. Right. It's, those circles are not... They are both too big and uh, reasonably spaced right. to where it doesn't set me off. Yeah. The circles have to be... Or the circles or, or uh, abrasions or whatever bumps have yeah, to yeah. be smaller and more numerous in Got order it. for it to be weird for me, which I discovered. So... <laughs> Charlie is really... My girlfriend, Charlie... Uh, my girlfriend, Charlie. <laughs> is really into like ASMR videos on Instagram <laughs> and the, the, the audio ones, but also like there's a bunch of like soap cutting videos yeah, yeah. where it's like very satisfying to hear. And also like you watch all the things go off and there's also like she's and she's into those. And now she's into slime videos, <laughs> which is very, they, they make me very upset because a lot of them, the, the thing that creeps me out is I realized watching them with her as I was like a lot of them trip, trip my tripophobia uh-huh. because they have like little bumpy things yes, inside of it. Right. And like they have this, there's like clay inside of slime. Uh-huh. And we'll be playing with the slime and all of a sudden they'll fold it and there's this like white bumpy shit in the middle. I'm like, no, <laughs> terrible to see. <laughs> Awful. See. Awful. Like, well, how do you feel about like, um, like the texture of a football or a basketball? That's Is that bad? Fine. So when it gets to sort of a textural level, like sandpaper or like, Sand what about like styrofoam? Styrofoam is fine. I don't like the sensation of rubbing styrofoam. Uh-huh. Um, Mostly for me is if it looks too organic, it starts to freak me out. Uh, you know, like for me, it, it's like algae and moss and like lichen to those kind of uh-huh. things. Like mushroom, like mushrooms all together make yeah. me uh, unsettled. Huh. And anything that if it's too organic, it, it freaks me out. Like most of the time, like some people get freaked out, uh, trypophobia by like the grates on like trucks, like that huh. the fine little holes yeah. there. That doesn't bother me really. Right. Cheese graters, like fine, those don't bother me. It's when it's like organic shit. Interesting. That is looks like it. So you have is, like organic trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm like really free range organic trypophobia. Anytime. But you are the representative for people, all people with trypophobia, and you say the iPhone's fine and that they should suck yeah, it up. Yeah, they're all dumb dumbs. <laughs> the whole the, the circles are too big and yeah. they're reasonably spaced. You dummies! <laughs> the out circles there. are too big. They're too big and they're reasonably spaced. Qu- quit, quit, quit co-opting my trauma, <laughs> all of you people who are who are saying you have trypophobia. Truly, truly, my my family, 
my dad like sent a picture in our family text of some gross like he does this all the time because uh-huh. my dad's a soil scientist just to, like get you oh and that's so he like so funny yeah so he's around all sorts of weird gross and stuff all the and time mushrooms. and so he'll like he'll like post things on Instagram or send them in the family group text and I'll, I'll like see them and immediately put my phone down and be like I gotta wait a while that's until other so people respond funny. so that it doesn't I don't see it again <laughs> And it, he, he still does it. He always does it. He does it on purpose. And I'm like, you know, I don't like this, Dad. Anyway, that's my. Um, okay, the other thing that I had to say okay. was I was driving home the other day. Is this the realization? Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so you are either going to be like, oh, what? Like, here's, here's the biggest reaction you'll give is okay. like, oh, huh, I never thought of that. <laughs> but, like, more likely you'll probably be like, well, yeah. But I, for whatever reason, like, you know, when you're like taking improv classes and I'm yeah. speaking to all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're doing that. Um, and like, you know, like I took classes and performed for years before moving here. But then it was like one teacher who said something I had heard a dozen times, but in a specific way. And then it finally clicked for me, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Um, just because you hear it over and over doesn't mean it works. And then someone rephrases it, you know, like yeah. the, the teacher turns the chair around and they sit on it the cool way. And then they say like, look, hey man, I've been there too. And you're like, now I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Factorials. So that's what this is. Okay. It's just sort of a, like, I didn't think of it this way before, but um, okay. The prequels, the mm-hmm. Star Wars prequels, you know, they tell the story of how Darth Vader became Darth Vader, yes. Anakin Skywalker. Um, Luke Skywalker is his son. Mm-hmm. And the, the main trilogy, the original trilogy, follows Luke Skywalker. Yes. You know, um, you find out in Return of the Jedi that Leia is his sister. Right. Um, and then, of course, in the prequels, you see that is, in fact, true. Mm-hmm. Padme Amidala gives birth to twins named Luke and Leia. Right. Um, I'm so curious about where this is going. So the original trilogy, like the relationship, the the person you're following is Luke. Right. And in the first movie, it's like Luke and his relationship with Obi-Wan, training him in the ways of the force. I knew your father. He was a good pilot and a Mm -hmm. good friend and all that stuff. Um, But like Obi-Wan was there when the babies were born, like when both of the babies were born. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I don't even... (laughs) I don't even really have like a sentence to solidify what this realization was, but like thinking about the original trilogy from the point of view of like, oh, Obi-Wan's been on Tatooine so that he can kind of watch over Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke is like his guy. Um, but when Luke shows up at Obi-Wan's doorstep, well, Obi-Wan goes and saves him from the, the sand people, but he plays him the Princess Leia message. And and it's Princess Leia, and like Obi Wan knows it's Leia, yeah, because she says like years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars, and we're taking you to Alderaan. Like he, I don't remember if she, I don't think she says Organa or Leia or anything, but like he knows who that is, yeah, like pr- probably right, yeah. So like he in that moment is like, boy, what a trip. Like the twins are in my room together and they don't know they're twins and they don't know they're both in the same room at the same like I guess I guess the point of this is do you think like Obi-Wan like knew about Leia? <laughs> and like they're all together and he's like, That's Leia. They're you're you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's a good question. Because <laughs> yes, I, I so yeah, yes. I, we are not gonna and people are gonna stop listening to this podcast. We, wow, we just lost a bunch of subscribers in real time as we're recording so this. So what was the point of that episode? Mike realized that Obi-Wan knew Leia. <laughs> so here's here is the here's my take. My hot take. So okay. Would he have so he knew Bail Organa, like he knew him. Right. Obi-Wan knew him. Right, they were at the birth. So, yeah, so he would have, and like he knows that I'm going to watch over Luke and mm-hmm. Bail is going to go mm-hmm. basically take Leia and right. adopt her. So whenever he sees that video, there's no way he doesn't know 
right. that that's that's her. La- I mean, he doesn't recognize her; he just knows what she looks like. But there's no way he doesn't know that this is the like the daughter of Bail Organa, who's like he, he he went to race or whatever. So like, I would say he has to know that that so. is Luke's twin. Yeah. But the other thing being that George Lucas didn't know that they were twins at that time, right? Right, right. So, like, poor Alec Guinness, like, you know, can't play that as an actor because he doesn't know it, right? of course. You know? But, But yes, you're right. He should know it at that point. Yeah, like, I suppose the, like, yes, we are to assume he, now we are to assume that he knows that they are twins. Yes. Because in... Episode three, he sees them both born. <laughs> right, and later he talks about Leia to Luke, doesn't uh-huh. he? Like as a Force ghost. Uh, or no, he talks to Yoda about it. Uh, yeah, Yoda says there is another. Right, and then in the Family Guy version, the Obi Wan character is the um, the old perv guy, yeah. and he goes, "I know, I have Force stuff too. <laughs> like I can do the Force." <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking of the uh, Family Guy the version. Family Guy one. No, yes, um, you yeah, are. So I guess what I'm saying is like it's interesting that he knew. I but he also says I don't seem to remember ever owning a droid, and like whether or not he like you know because he says like this R2 unit says he belongs to Obi Wan Kenobi or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I don't remember ever owning a droid. Like I mean, well, technically he like, did it. You you at the very least like rented them like you checked out an ipad from the library or right he didn't like own the droid yeah, right. and he didn't i mean it worked more with anakin than Obi-Wan's with him, an old, a real liar like he's a half truth teller he's a real, <laughs> well, and also you have to wonder like he's in like deep cover but at that point it's like why are you telling these lies right. who are you trying to right. fool yeah. these droids <laughs> I, guess, right. I guess he could be like these droids could be empire spies at that point like i can't yeah. i can't give anything away but yeah at a certain <laughs> point you're like why are you still keeping these secrets where yeah. are you keeping these secrets from, buddy? Yeah. The jig is up. Luke's well, here. Of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Obi-Wan impression. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, that's a beautiful realization. Anyway, I love that. that's the end of uh, the podcast. Uh, right. It's time for and Tubby Bye-Bye. Time. Wow, we only made uh, 20 minutes this time. Oof, <laughs> doofa But it's been 20 minutes not talking about our topic, which is Cabin in the Woods. That's okay. the way the title comes up on the screen in that movie. It's just like... <laughs> the this movie was cool to me. I liked it when I saw it because <laughs> uh, it was like funny and there like there's like tropes. It's got Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford playing Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford like yeah. being all like it's fun. What's that stoner kid? I feel like he's famous. Is he? I'm gonna look it up. Uh, um, remember how Chris Hemsworth is in this movie? Yeah. So okay, what do we want? We want to make a case for how it's Star Wars, I guess. I yeah, I, I guess. really just like really like this movie. I to sort of recap it because I haven't watched it in a while. I watched the um, YouTube Cinema Sins that was like seventeen minutes saying you know everything wrong with the movie or whatever, mm-hmm. and it is full of like really funny inconsistent plot things. Like um, if they can like monitor their pulse and their heart rate and like the that's the same thing, and um, <laughs> that the gas they emit can like make. Them make bad decisions and stuff. Right. Like, how do they not know that the stoner kid's not dead? Yeah. Like, things like that, which, like, are fun logic things, like, after seeing it a number of times, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that is a dumb plot hole. But, like, that shit is all over the place in Star Wars. Yeah, so I true. would say that's a pretty Star Wars y thing. That's true. Um, I think one the- thing that it pointed out that I don't know if I agree with or not, but, um, that early scene when they're like driving around the little ridge and then the bird flies into that force field and mm-hmm. explodes or whatever they the they pointed out like this completely neuters the Chris Hemsworth scene where he tries to jump the motorcycle and runs into that like right. cuz we know that's coming but like 
They didn't, and I think I like that right off the bat. We're kind of like, what are we getting into? Yes, it sets up it that I think that you're right because I think that sets up a, a feeling of like everything is not as it seems. Yes, and then I think, and it's even the clip they use in that trailer to be yeah. like, you think you know the story, you think you know the place, and, and I think like, the, <laughs> I think the payoff for the Chris Hensworth uh, motorcycle stunt is more fun if the audience has a little bit of like a that's not gonna work, that's not gonna work, that's not gonna work, uh-huh. and then it doesn't work, and you're like, yeah, and it, and it doesn't idiot. work in a very spectacular way right and i think it's more fun to do that as opposed to if if as the audience we think that it's going to that they're going to escape at that point right then we're like wait i I think it's more fun that way like that's my issue with cinema sins in general is like some of the things they they pick holes and i'm like it's almost more fun to to figure out why this is if this was a choice on purpose right why it was that and there's cinema wins right right, which i really like because it like i watched some of the prequel ones of those and i was just like yeah like these are fun and you can find a reason to like anything (laughs) well and i think that's like the thing with star wars too is like there is like you can poke holes in it but then it's more fun to try to connect the holes right. and be like, well, and that's how you get all the Star Wars, uh, you know, extended universe stuff back in the right. day, like legends and, and, and connecting all the holes keeps you from having trypophobia. trypophobia. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I color all those holes in, I don't have to fucking look at it. Um, God, bad. To have I told at. you, <laughs> have I talked about this on the podcast about the other weird thing that makes my skin crawl? And it doesn't <laughs> have a so. name because it's incredibly specific and I don't know what to Google to find what I it don't is. Know. All right. Well, I'm about to blow up my own spot. So <laughs> trypophobia is the thing with all the little dots or holes or whatever that is terrible to see and makes me want to cry. I hate it. Terrible to see. The other, the other, uh, the other thing I don't like is, this is very specific, and it has a similar effect to me where it makes me, my skin crawl, makes me feel uncomfortable, is whenever things that are supposed to be small, uh, for instance, a pen, are very, oh, are very big. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know I if it was prob- on this I podcast or you if you it. mentioned it just to me before. But Yeah, so like novelty-sized pens and pencils, uh-huh. I cannot touch them, and I don't like to see them because they, I cannot pick them up. It is making my hands feel weird right now to talk about That's it. That's so you bizarre. Know, you know how like in a movie when someone's hanging from a ledge and you're like, your hands start feeling weird? Right. I'm feeling that right now That's in my hands. That's so crazy. Ah, I don't like it. Anyway. So that freaks me out. And then people also uh, that I told about start sending me pictures like this, which I don't enjoy. Funny. It's a, it's a picture of someone holding a giant fork. Not a giant one, but like... But a, like one that you would like hang on your wall in yeah. your kitchen. And and the, the weird thing, and I don't know what this, if there's a name for this, but the weird thing is that if it's really big, I don't mind. If it's a very big fork that's like the size of a couch, I'm like, that's fine. But if it's a fork that someone can hold, but it's too big and you wouldn't that's be able to eat so with it. so crazy. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a name for this because it's incredibly specific. Like when you see like a giant hot dog um, that you could like lay on that's, and get your picture taken. That's great. But if, but I saw, if the hot dog was like your whole arm. Yeah, I would hate that. That's like a, so funny. A foot long dog, like I'm thinking of a Coney right now, uh-huh. like that's fine. But then like if you made that just like, if it was like a big Subway sandwich kind of thing where right. it's like, oh, everyone gets a piece. But if it was just like somewhere in the middle of that, yeah. I would... It would make me very uncomfortable. Huh. One time, a friend a friend of mine in high school did a mean prank to me where, you know those like cootie catchers where you fold yeah, up the yeah. paper? And they like, make a big one? Yeah. They, they have like poster board they, or something? They taped together like 16 pieces of paper uh-huh. and then made a huge one that you put your entire arm into. Uh-huh. And when I came into the room, they were like, and it, I like 
couldn't look at it, and I was like, Bleh! and I had to leave. That's so nuts. And it's still it's making my arms feel weird to talk about Man, it. Wild. But I just wanted to bring that up to say another weird thing about right. about things that I don't like. So right. talk about trypophobia. So someone is gonna find like giant coral and post it oh, on man, Twitter, and then you're that. gonna delete Twitter. Luckily, we're luckily. I feel like if we were more popular, right. then people would people tweet would at me. People just send that shit to you all the time. Which thankfully, we're, thankfully at this point we're not. But right. I am now nervous that if we ever do get popular, we hit huge. One of us gets on TV or something. <laughs> Someone is gonna gonna listen to yeah, all these right. back episodes, Uh-oh. and they're gonna start sending me pictures on Twitter, and I'm am gonna have to delete the Twitter because right. I don't want that in my life. That's so funny. But anyway, so Cabin in the Woods. Um, yeah, okay, so I really like this movie in the same way that I really like Star Wars with its faults and all. You know, I suppose yeah. I'm coming at that because I watched that cinema sense thing today, think, but so like... I think the other thing that it, where, it fits in the, where it fits in the Star Wars is we are looking at archetypes, and yes. we're looking at tropes, oh, and... To the point that they are named as such, and like they call it out specifically. Right, and, but, but it also is a little bit of starting out with archetypes and tropes, and then Diverting turning them on from, their heads a yeah, little bit. Yeah, right. Uh, which I think Star Wars does to an extent, not necessarily in the original trilogy, maybe a little bit. Um, but I think in some of the new movies, right. I think they do that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. Um, well, and and in the same way, it also is a, an amalgamation of a lot of other things that came before true. it. Like it's the exact setting of Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and uh, it's literally it's literally every horror movie. Yeah, like but at, right, at and then point. it's like yeah, right. It's like, like what, if, what if every horror movie? <laughs> yeah, what if every one of them, and they're all being controlled by some weird, yeah. you know, whatever thing, right? Um, that was something I really enjoyed like in this movie is that the idea that because uh, even though I, I don't like scary stuff I am fascinated by the idea of horror uh, monsters and uh-huh. like the, the legends and myths that surround them right and the, the different ones that, like different worlds have and like I love like the fact that there's different cultures that are all happening at the same time uh-huh. and, like the like the in the like the Japanese school room right and, like, like they they win they like banish the spirit and I'm like right. that's such a nice little touch where yeah. it's like everyone will be a little bit like of course America has to be like we got to kill the horny you know right uh, horny, horny college teen, kids col- col- college kid teens or whatever yeah but then like in Japan it'd be something different I right. love I love that I think it's super fun uh, nothing to do with Star Wars. I yeah, just no, like that this, part of the movie. But it, but it is like very like thoughtful. Like everything, it, like the, it, it is a world that you're immediately thrust into, and you're like, I get it. Yeah. Um, I think this movie's pretty Star Wars. I think this movie's pretty Star Wars. I'm trying I think to think of monsters in general is a Star Wars thing. There's, te- there's sci-fi. CG monsters. Yeah, CG. Like the scene in the elevator when they let out all the monsters all at once or whatever. Oh, or yeah. like in the elevator like terminal. Yeah. They're all quite CG. Mm-hmm. But by this point, we've really bought into the movie. And mm-hmm. like we're in this like third act of like they're trying to beat the system or whatever. Well, and what's what's and also the, there are some really good practical effects on this too. Mm-hmm. In the way that I think this movie does a good job in the... in of being a movie that for all that we like to talk shit about CGI, a, a movie <laughs> in our really hot takes is a movie that combines that and practical things in a way that makes a lot of sense right. and works for the movie. Like the, um, the ballerina big yeah big teeth face thing yeah, that's yeah. like a practical effect the the freaking mermaid i love that bit is, i think that is a really funny joke it's so funny yeah. it's so good and there was a person in that really yes and i was reading i was reading an interview back in the day about like the person had to be in that suit and apparently it was like literally torture uh all for that like you know uh, like one second clip yeah that, that little like not even a minute different. on screen right um but you know spending however long in a makeup chair then being in this huge latex rubber that's thing, so crazy and like having to have like breathing apparatus like in so they can actually you know and then literally Man. for just this one bit um but it looks great and it truly is like a very perfect 
comedy joke in that like in act one he mentions a merman in act two he mentions being disappointed that he never gets to see one and yeah. then in act three it kills him like yeah, it's, it's very just much like, like a it's perfect like, joke and there it is yeah which i think that's what i yeah and this movie also like you said mashup of a lot of different things this is it is all the horror movies what if uh-huh. what if everything from all of it but also we're gonna make it funny because of we are commenting on the tropes like on what horror, if there's yeah. literally someone behind the screen controlling right. things and then it that is a sort of fantasy level sci-fi yeah like it's like this they can is... control everything down to the point they're like how is that technology something right it's, which is a little star wars it's definitely an amalgamation <laughs> like, uh pastiche uh-huh, of a lot uh-huh. of things yeah I it's think... so good it's so cool it's, a it's good such movie. a like it's interesting, a cool, movie. cool movie. Yeah, I really. I, it's funny to me that it is was like I've done this a couple of times where I've like this was the second scary movie I saw right. and it was a parody slash send up a of, comment on all horror movies. Yeah, and like that was like the first anime I watched was One Punch Man, which uh-huh. is a parody about anime and oh, superheroes. Really? And I was like, I, I'm steeped enough in pop culture that I can get the jokes, uh-huh. like like I can get the horror movie like tropes and jokes. Yeah, yeah. But it's I'm like, how is why is this the I need to stop doing that. Right. <laughs> I need to go experience media and then yeah, have yeah. the parody. But what can I say? Um, do we want to take a quick, quick Sarlacc pit break? Yeah, let's do that. All right. And we can come back into its maw. We jump. <laughs> Blah, blue, bleed. And the, oh, I was about to do a spoiler for next week's episode. Uh, oh, that'll just be a little teaser. Seven days. Whee! And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So we've talked a lot about the cat. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Uh, but, Mike, I know you said you got a game. Oh, 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 right. I don't know why I didn't already have it pulled up. So, <laughs> last week, no, yeah, last week. Friend. How dare you? <laughs> last week we played a very new hit game called These Are Riddles. Yeah, sure to be. This was be just last like, week, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. A sure to be, oh. like, instant classic, These Are Riddles. And so, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I came up with the idea for this week's game, and I was like, Josiah, I came up with an even, like, like our worst game yet. And he yeah. replied, like, it can't be any worse than These Are Riddles. And then when I was listening to the Green Day episode, <laughs> I was like, the, 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 the caveat of what These Are Riddles was, you said, like, I like this kind of game because it's not just, like, trivia. It's more just, like, what am I thinking? <laughs> but, like, I pushed two Wars things thing. together. Yeah, and right. You... <laughs> and I was like... When I heard that today on my way home, after having written out this game, I was like, oh my God, I wrote another These Are Riddles <laughs> without meaning to. Uh, um, I'm very excited. Your These Are Riddles was like, what uh, punk band Does this or Star what, Wars character character, yeah, what character or thing from this? Star Wars likes specific punk bands? Mine is not two things necessarily. It's, it's um, here, I actually wrote a little intro. Okay. This week's topic is, of course, Cabin in the Woods. But what if the cabin were... On a hill, or behind a barn, or inside us all. Well, that's the game. I'm going to describe a famous title or song or idiom that uses a prepositional phrase. (laughs) And your answer must begin with cabin and then the prepositional phrase. For instance, if I said, this is a meta horror film produced by Joss Whedon and directed by Drew Goddard, you'd say cabin in the woods. Right. Oh, and also, if it's a song, you have to sing that bit. Okay, great. So, like, if Cabin in the Woods were a song, you'd be like, Cabin in the Woods. Uh-huh. Um, of course, cabin is the word being replaced there. But if it were, sure. say, something like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, of Into one the that Woods? I didn't use. 
Um, no, because into is the preposition. It would have to be right. blank into in, the woods. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, so if it were uh, like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, sure. you would say a cabin in the hand is worth <laughs> two in the bush. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. Um, so here we go. I love these are riddles. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, okay, this is a song one, so I my the answer must be sung. Great. Um, this is a like the first line in an American folk song about someone who would be riding six white horses. <laughs> Wait, riding six white horses, American folk song, and it's uh, about when she comes. Oh, sh- okay, yes, okay. <laughs> The first verse, the like. Cabin will be, wait, she'll be coming round the cabin. Oh, uh, Cab- correct, but it's she'll be cabin round the mountain. <laughs> she'll be cabin round the mountain when the, she cabins. The, the, uh, the object of the prepositional phrase is the same. Is in place. So cabin takes the, okay, yes, gotcha. She'll be right. cabin round the mountain. Now I understand. <laughs> yes, right, right. I feel like Caitlin's judging us as she walks by because she hears this game and she's uh-huh. like, this sucks. We, I was coming up with these when we were watching TV last night and a number of times she was like that's good <laughs> um, speaking of which um, my favorite example of a drag name that I've come up with for myself as though I were going to do that ever is Shelby coming around the mountain <laughs> um, I like that coming around the mountain too uh-huh. kind of fun so okay this is a different this is a new new question great a different American folk song. So again, it's a singing answer. Um, it's the song that involves deer and antelope. Uh, cabin on the ra- cabin, <laughs> cabin on the range. Yes, that is exactly what I have antelope, written. Right? <laughs> cabin, cabin on the range. Cabin, cabin on the range. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I did have to sing that song literally every day in, really? in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. When I worked at the, at the at the show. So yeah. Um, okay. Another song answer. Great. <laughs> Uh, this is Are a these song. all song answers? No, okay. some of them aren't. This is a song written by Marvin Gaye, William Mickey Stevenson, and Ivy Joe Hunter. Mm-hmm. It was later covered like a million different times mm-hmm. by acts such as The Mamas and the Papas, mm-hmm. Van Halen, and a UK number one hit cover by Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cabin in the Street. <laughs> cabin in the Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> How do we think we're doing so far? <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good. Is this a good game? This is a good game. I like it. I it like is that it is very like spiritually similar to. It is very um, spiritually spirit. Yeah, to the these Death are- Star likes Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very uh, into this. Okay, this is uh, oh another song, um, an American classic standard made famous by Judy Garland. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Cabin over the rainbow. <laughs> Cabin over the rainbow. I had, it took me a long time because the first song I was thinking of was "Why Are There So Many Songs About Rainbows" oh, by Kermit the, the Frog. Because uh, I was connection. like, I was thinking rainbow song, and I was uh-huh. like, Yeah, rainbow connection. And I was like, Wait, no, 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 no. Why go are back. There so many. Yeah. I was like, Cabins go back, go back. about rainbows. Uh, yes, Cabin over the rainbow is correct. Okay, this one is not a song. This is I don't know if it's a current one necessarily, but it is a Taco Bell slogan. Great. Uh, Cabin outside the bus. Yes, correct. <laughs> and I just realized, as I said that, I would have also accepted make a cabin for the border. Because <laughs> didn't they have, like, make a run for the border? I think so, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, cabin outside the bun is correct. <laughs> a weird thing. Weirdly, weird thing to say. But yeah, yes. Outside the bun. Um, this is a nursery rhyme that begins with uh, hey diddle diddle, and it includes this prepositional phrase. <laughs> the cab. Wait. <laughs> 
the cabin mm-hmm. jumped over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I have written. Again, this is more of a what am I thinking versus am I following all my own rules of the game right, I've right, already established. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> this is uh, what you're not allowed to do in boxing. Cabin below the belt? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yep, that Kevin. One, that one was belt. a real thinker. Yeah, that one was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, these are any of any one of the four New Testament books oh. that begin the whole thing. I think. Yeah. And the name that or the the cabin is replacing my last name. <laughs> oh, the cabin of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, of I guess is a preposition, so that counts too. The cab. Wait. The cab. <laughs> cabin of jesus christ <laughs> um there's four of the them? gospels about of what's the preposition here according to oh is what i've heard a lot like sure, sure, sure. this so is the, the cabin, cabin according, according to, to mark. matthew mark luke and john gotcha, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. when i was according in... so the, uh, the cabin according to jim yes <laughs> yeah yes. that's right um when i was in elementary school we had um our the way we paid at lunch was like you you typed your number in a little keypad and it pulled money yes. out of your account or whatever and our lunch lady would always say um she'd see my name come up and would see gospel michael or whatever and would say oh the gospel according to michael and she would say that every time that's, and that's cute it was a while before i understood what that meant right you're like, <laughs> I was are you, like you it must saying, be something you keep saying this to me lady um <laughs> this one I didn't even do any research to find out like who's in it or what you would call the like genre, but it's just a cool band. <laughs> That's not the whole clue. Okay, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but like, I wish that was the whole clue. Just a cool band, but it's a cool band featured at the end of the Matrix. <laughs> oh, geez. I've only seen the Matrix one time. Right. They're also featured in the. Um, Title sequence to Tony Hawk 2 with their song Gorilla Radio. <laughs> Matrix ends with Wake Up. Um, Wait! <laughs> like, I want to say Tom Morello is in the band. <laughs> I'm having. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. Wake Up uh, I'm trying to think by of... Evanescence? Nope. That's the. That's, that's, that's wake called. Wake Me, me up, up Inside. Wake Up uh, by Arcade Fire? No. Nope. Um, that was in the 1999. They're like rap yelly. Beastie Boys? No. There's no preposition there. Beastie of the boys. <laughs> um, and the... I, I, Mike, I don't know this one. This one is Cabin Against the Machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I should have known. Uh, I was thinking... I, I, I know. I feel bad about that one. I love Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Um, this one is a song again, and it has two prepositional phrases back to back. It is a famous... Otis Redding song. Mm. I guess I didn't bother including any more details. Sarah Bareilles covered it on her live album. <laughs> I have no idea. This one is Cabin on the Dock of the oh. Bay. <laughs> on the Dock of the Bay. Right. Cabin on the Dock. Cabin on the Bay. Um, okay. So this is the last actual preposition question, but I do have a final bonus question after right. this. Okay, so this one is a Star Wars related one. Oh. It is any of three Star Wars titles, a possible fourth that hasn't come out yet. Okay. Um, Cabin of the Jedi? Cabin of the Jedi <laughs> is the first in terms Cabin of release Jedi, order. Cabin of the Sith. Uh-huh. And uh, 
The Cabin of Skywalker. Cabin of Skywalker Cabin is of Skywalker. The, the one that hasn't come out yet. The other prequel is, is Cabin Ca- of the Clones. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was Cabin all, Menace. All you needed to do was give me one, so you already oh, succeeded. Oh, nice. Okay, um, and then this last one is not a prepositional phrase. I am still using cabin in place of a word, and you'll find out why, because you'll know the answer, because it is referencing a discussion we've had on this podcast before in an early episode. The question is, again, you know the rules that you're replacing one of the words with cabin. Who, like, basically wouldn't exist if Uh, Cabin Farley were still alive? (laughs) Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin Kevin James. (laughs) Kevin James. This has been week two of these are oh, riddles. Man, I, 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 I disregarded the one rule of the game yeah, right, right in the bonus question. I feel like a fool. Cabin James. Cabin James. Do you think? Do you think he calls his like? Does he? Do you think he's like, guys, welcome to Cabin James? Because that'd be kind of fun if he has like a little man cave. That would be pretty fun. He's like, welcome to Cabin James. Well, wouldn't it be Cavin James? <laughs> man, that, maybe ca- that ca- might be better. Cabin James is better. If he has better, like that, that would be better. Better. Well, I ground graking. Ground graking. So that's the end of the game. Star Star Wars show is what we are. Star Wars show is what we are, and we do, we <laughs> do need to compare it Cabin in the Woods a little more, or maybe right. some points against. I will say, mm. Star Wars is never overtly scary, but so but Cabin in the Woods also I is think, not. I think there are like overtly scary parts in Star Wars, whole, like when the they're getting chased by monsters on the r- Raftar. I guess I meant, I guess I meant the movies themselves are never like, this one's going to really freak you out. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and they also aren't so commenty. Like, like this is a very meta movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They both use inspirations. Yes. But one is very directly so as to comment on them. Whereas Star Wars is just like, oh, I love all these things. I'm going to make my own right. movie. That's them. I'm going to mash them all together. So those are two different things. I agree. Yeah. I think I have, and I, I'm trying to think about the music in this movie. I don't remember anything standing out as being particularly. Yeah. I don't remember either. Being, but It was spectacular, but we also only watched recaps and I only and I only watched the trailer so that shows you how serious of a podcast yeah I am. right a fairly even think. balance of the core five of men to women it's three at versus that's two true. but um that's true that's true not a lot of uh, that's not big points there's only one actor of color in the mm-hmm. main cast and then there's one in the um in the crew that works at the office mm-hmm. or whatever. God, that is such a cool idea. It's so fun. <laughs> this movie's really cool. It's a cool movie. Do you think that Westworld was like, yeah, Cabin in the Woods? Mm. Although Mike, I guess Michael Crichton wrote Westworld before Cabin well, in the yeah, Woods. Well, yeah, there was also a movie version of it a long time ago. That's I think. true. Like, Do you think Michael Crichton... A long time ago. It was probably in like the 80s. <laughs> Do you think Joss Whedon mm. was like, ah. Oh. Westworld. It was like, what if that? But also, well, so there was also that like lawsuit that happened and then was dismissed like a few weeks or months later. That like someone claimed like a lot of this movie is very similar to a book I wrote like prior Ooh. to it. And I I saw that on the Wikipedia. I remember like that being something. And I looked at the Wikipedia today and I saw that that was an item. But it it was very. It was like two sentences and then it says like the case was dismissed X number of weeks later, which could just mean a big huge Hollywood studio would be like hey let's settle this out of court here's a million dollars or whatever but like it could also mean that that it was decided that no these were two independently thought of things it is it is not like a far cry to to 
think of this idea because horror movies are so tropey and they all right. do the same things that you could be like, it's almost like that's being controlled. Right. That could be a movie. Right. You know, like I, I'm, I don't know. I gotta say that's a pretty I don't good... want to like defend the big studio sure. and like say to the little writer, like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I think though, this is a good racket where I'm going to start uh, suing movies in general being mm. like, I wrote a book and then I'll, I'll do the thing where you mail it to yourself, but I'll, I'll, uh-huh. I'll backdate it and do yep. some really good forging. And uh, just so everyone knows, this is a comedy podcast, so this is not real, but yeah. I'm winking at Mike uh-huh. right now. Um, so I'm not going to do this. Yeah, right. But I'm like, hey, you know what? Mm, what's uh, Gemini Man? Will Smith? Oh my God. I wrote a book about, I wrote a book just like that. And oh. I need 2500 that's all I want I need rent for a little more than one month (laughs) I just need a little help and I'm going to start suing Will Smith until I can get enough to pay rent should we go see that movie I feel like and that could be my second ever Will Smith movie god that would be such a bummer if that was your second ever the first one I saw had one Will Smith and the second one has two Will Smiths oh man which means the third one I have to see has three Will Smiths that would be a really intense precedent (laughs) it's like I can't see another Will Smith movie until one comes out where yeah. he's playing three people yeah where it's like a real like a real uh, uh uh nutty professor thing where he's playing all the characters right whatever happened to those movies yeah. not not like nutty professor specifically but the movies where one actor is going to play right. all the different characters i feel like norbit was probably the last yeah. one of those yeah i i wonder when we're gonna get a like 90s style comedy again because mm. i don't think they're gone forever mm-hmm but the sort of like broad, like, you know, Anchorman and those were sort of that way into the 2000s. Like, there are certainly like comedy movies, like Pop Star was a sure. comedy movie and that but was recent. Weren't. But like the sort of like premise heavy, like Austin, just, Powers yes, Austin Powers or like Joe The Dirt, Mask or The Mask. Uh, Things that are some, some of like quality varies wildly. Right. And they don't hold up for and they don't 10 really years. hold up and then but they are some people's will still be like that or like your Ace Ventura's or, right. or, or whatever where it's like that's my some people's like favorite movies yeah, Ace Ventura's yeah. not my favorite movie I do love The Mask though I haven't seen it in a while but yeah. I uh, I don't know I suppose there's comedy movies still but I, I but I know what you mean because I feel like everything is they feel now a little more real yes there's it's the Judd Apatow uh, producing yes. thing where it's either isn't a, life hilarious right it's like it's like that stoner buddy comedy <laughs> uh-huh. thing or it's like look at this look at these real adults you right. know and i i don't know or it's like a was, movie with comedy in it like right. like an avengers movie or like was super bad do you think super bad would have been like a holdover from that or was that sort of the start of well, something new it, it is a little um heightened but it still feels very like these are high schoolers trying right. to and it's not like this is Mike Myers doing a silly voice. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I mean. Like where and I don't necessarily think Mike Myers doing a silly voice is what we like need or want right now, but like I'm just interested in like there being like a character vehicle movie again. Yeah. Like cuz I don't I, know Speaking of Mike Myers doing a silly voice as long as we're on tangents. Uh <laughs> he like I don't know if this is still, I think it's still going, but um the the reboot of the Gong show in which he was playing a Oh right, a British He was playing host? a uh a fictional British like he like a character where he was this old that. British comedian and was like a host and was doing this whole character, had like makeup and everything. And I have this so this is weird, but I have this uh a friend from high school, not super close, but uh who uh, is like this weird alt comedy dude that in LA that hmm. has been on America's Got Talent and the Gong Show multiple times. Seth Word for people for the Gong Show fans out there. But I'm oh, like Gongites. But like he's met so his his bit is that he dress he creates these weird elaborate animal costumes <laughs> and then 
is the animal in these weird characters, and they're very disturbing and weird. <laughs> um, and like, uh, so he's met Mike Myers, or has he just met the character? And I really right. want to talk to him and be like, like was he... what's going on back there? Is right. he like in character the whole time? And I, I really want to know because that is such a wild premise for a show in general. Yeah, right. But anyway, that's just a, it, those are some fun videos. Everyone go look them up. I think this might be our most focused episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was thinking, I was like, we're both. I mean, it's because every time we do two in a row, yeah, our we second get, like, one punchy. is real loose, baby. Yeah, right. But okay, so let's, should we come up with some units of measure? Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh-huh. I um, want to do... I'm tempted just to do Merman, but mm. I feel like we already talked about Merman. Merman, Ethel Merman. We talked, <laughs> we talked about her. <laughs> There's no cabin like show cabin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to do, let's see. Oh, God, I got, I got, I, I'm just going to do Merman. It's the only thing I can think of. I'm mm-hmm. going to do Merman, yeah. Okay, um, I think I might do like sacrificial archetypes. <laughs> love it. I love that. I also love the idea in this movie that there's like these old gods that yeah, the will ancient take, one. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? Oh, and freaking Sigourney Weaver just showing up at the end there, just for fun. Yeah. I love it. I think I'm gonna give this. I feel like it's more Star Wars than it isn't. Um, but I think I mean we did not give nearly enough time to creating a case for or oh, against. No, not at all. It is, but but when we do that, we still get down to this point, and we just do a gut like, is yeah. it a five? Is it a four? I feel like it's a six. <laughs> Like it's a six. Is that your? That's your. That's my six, six mermen. Mermen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. That's why I chose that the sacrificial archetype thing because I think it's like a five. Yeah, um, I can be pulled down to a five. I don't know. I, I should can talk be pulled up to a six. We can maybe say I'm a five or a six. Ten? Yeah, I think it might be. Let's be in the middle. Say it's a ten. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I think a five or six is solid. I think this movie is like. For for the reason we talked about, it is... I don't think you could put a Star Wars label on this movie and it would make no. sense. It doesn't feel like it takes place in a Star Wars universe. Um, but it is. it does have a pastiche of things. Yeah, some like sci-fi-ish yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a five or a six. Yeah, that's. I think I feel the most comfortable about saying it's a five or a six. <laughs> I think that should be our new rating system as we get... <laughs> we, we start getting very loose with it. We're like, it's either this or this. And I, we're not going to... I know it's our scale, but I refuse <laughs> to make a choice. <laughs> Okay, Ooh, we gotta take the scale back to the lab. Boy, oh boy! All right, well, that time for Toby Bye Bye. Yeah, so should I would we, say so. Um, let's see. If you want us on the internet, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I'm at the Simon on Twitter. Mike is at Mike Gospel. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at a good podcast at gmail Yes. Mike's finished up with the one, but you got some other shows still going on. I do. Let's see. This is the first Monday of October. I've you can uh you can see me in Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. Hell yeah. And you can see me in Baby Wants Candy, um, another also improvised musical. <laughs> um I you know. If you want like actual dates, I guess just like email want, us at a good podcast yeah. at gmail.com. We want more emails. <laughs> and uh, I am going to be out of town again soon, but we're still recording the show. And yeah. I'll be back in Chicago occasionally to do some stuff. So it's going to be fun. And we're still doing that giveaway. You want to give us five stars and email us that you did. You can, you know, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the like. Oh. You can let us know and we'll uh, give you stuff. Well, like we always say, we, we love, love you and may the fourth be with you. you.